Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow. You're here with Helen Tarrant. And today I'm going to go and talk about residential to commercial, commercial to residential. Often people ask about if you had a residential premise, can you convert it to commercial? If you had a commercial premise, can you convert it to residential? Now, uh, several times this has happened in our time as an investor. So one of the first times that happened was we bought a property in Pimble, uh, and it was a office space. It was used as an office space, um, and it was part of a large bit of shop front. And we actually thought when we looked at it, it would actually get better value if we convert it into studios. Uh, and uh, because the market was rising for resi, and it would be better off if we got it, uh, turn it into studios, and then actually sell it that way. And that would actually give us the biggest bang for our especially when we're looking at a flip. Um, if you're looking for cash flow, then obviously commercial is going to give you more cash flow, whereas residential is going to give you more growth. So let's start off and say what exactly is a resi to commercial. So I've got some examples here for you. And um, here you'll see that we've got uh, we've got some a, a commercial premise, uh, but it actually is in a residential house. So in here we've got the vet and you can see that it used to be strange enough two residential properties and it's got a backyard but the backyard has been concreted and you have um, inside it's totally a vet and a veterinary hospital and it's inside a residential premise so now it's commercial use but uh, a residential property so it's probably zoned commercial but it is uh, it's a residential house so it was a residential house in a commercial zone uh, here uh, another example of it is this property in Warnable which is a property that that, uh, has a community center tenant so they use the rooms for a lot of training and uh, it is also a residential converted to commercial so a lot of the times reason why tenants like this type of property is actually it gives them the feel of home the feel of uh, the space it gives them the feel that the, the property is not um, generic and sterile it's more welcoming and that's why you have uh, you have the, the way that it's set up the layout's very open plan is very inviting and so a, a client who is normally a law firm a financial planner definitely vets um, dentists community centers actually prefer it more um, you often have specialist centers as well they might be near a hospital when an area gets rezoned so you might see a hospital come up and then all the area locally to rezone including the residential and then you can turn the residential into commercial and actually end up getting higher rents um and the whole purpose of this is that your tenants are actually willing to pay more because there's such scarcity of this type of property uh, around. And then once they're in and they get the, the occupation certificate, then they're going to stay there for a long time because they really like the premise and it's hard to find a replacement. So it's quite unique. Um, it does cost a bit for you to do the change. And so this is what this video is about. It's about talking about the change. So... If you are changing a residential property into commercial, firstly, it's important to look at zoning. Now, zoning is different in all the kind of uh, different shires, different municipalities, um, different, um, basically, uh, different suburbs and areas. Now, in New South Wales alone, there's 126 um, 
And in fact, New South Wales is actually the hardest place and is more stringent than any other state in terms of getting things approved. So, you know, when you look at R1, R2, R3 kind of zoning, uh, you're looking at low density, medium and high density, um, you're going to find that it's actually easier to get things, you know, more approved for you in your medium to higher density than it is in a low density. But the main thing is you've got to seek a financial planner. Uh, and a financial plan is actually going to be able to walk you through the ins and outs of it. There's a few different things you need to change. Firstly, one of the things that we look at is definitely your fire compliance because fire compliance changes when you go from residential to commercial and also then from commercial to residential as well. Um, Whereas in um, commercial, uh, when you change things from residential to commercial, uh, there is usually a contribution to the council to be made because you're doing the change. And often it depends on whether you're changing it as it is now um, or like as in just for office space or whether you're doing a medical clinic or anything. If you do a medical clinic, that may change again. Like, or if you're doing, um, things like, um, if you were, you know, let's say you have a garage and let's say, um, it's attached to a residential. So like this potential property, uh, it's a resi, you can see it's like a resi house, but it's attached to a warehouse. If you were to add mezzanine floors and stuff, there's going to be a contribution as well. So different types of property, um, involves different types of uh, process and the different costs and each of the costs is di different and individual now often you would have a tenant in mind and if you don't have a tenant in mind you might have um, an idea or who or what the area will attract so for example if it's zone medical and it's rezoned the area you know you want to attract a specialist or an allied health so you're going to set out the premise in that kind of layout if um, you have a tenant that you think you might have a vet tenant or you might have a law firm or a, um, a financial planner then you know it's less stringent how you set it up but fire compliance is one um, obviously the bathroom needs to be changed so often you will have the full bathroom and the and the laundry so you rip out the laundry make that a storage room the bathroom you rip out the bathtub the shower um, probably if you can make a disability compliance so maybe there's a way to be able to build a ramp at the back to get access which is really important if you want uh, any kind of government type tenant in there um, and I've definitely seen that um, in uh, in this property in Maitland. Uh, and in this property itself, it's actually a residential house. Uh, the back, the tenant itself is actually NDIS tenant. They've built an extension at the back. And that's where the disability ramp comes into the disability toilet they've done an extension on. And that is where um, you can actually um, add value to the property by, you know, changing disability property disability access um but disability toilets and also building the ramp at the back so a bit of an extension on your residential as well and of course it's the layout you know you've got the entranceway uh, and then you've got um, your different office spaces coming off from there as well. So depending, again, what kind of tenant, how you would lay that out. So you might have to rip out some doors. You might have to make an open plan. Um, you might need to add some windows. So different things to make a residential to a commercial. But, of course, um, you probably won't need the same water heater. So you need a much smaller water heater. Um, you probably need to add in, you've got a full kitchen. You probably want to rip that out, make a kitchenette, and then create that into another um the lounge area into more of a office space you will definitely now need air conditioning head split air conditioning heads all around or false ceiling inducted so depending what what um kind of tenant you want to track and of course floor coverings you probably if it's floorboards that may be okay but um in most of the time you probably would end up putting carpet all the way throughout as well so that is really um, when you go residential to a commercial, all the things you need to do. Now, what happens on the other side? So you're going from residential 
uh, you're going from um, a commercial property now into a residential. So one of the reasons is you could have a vacancy and you could think, okay, it's really, really great to have um, this commercial premise and we're going to change it into a, um, a, a residential. And that may be because if you go up one level, you can see the views or potentially the office space above um, or you could get a loft um, and loft area and loft area can um, instead of being a storage area you can turn that into a, a beautiful loft apartment so now with residential property it's all about the being beautiful and aesthetically pleasing so it needs to be really really nice and access is important so um, again, we have um, done that to a property recently, uh, also in Maitland. Um, so this is different. This is in the center of Maitland, and uh, it was an office space or a bit of a dump upstairs, so it's not really been used as anything, but they've turned it into a beautiful um, two-bedroom apartment upstairs. So um, obviously it could have been office space. Um, when they first came in, it was just purely um, all commercial um, with downstairs being the shoe shop, upstairs being um, just the storage room for the shoe shop, and now they've turned it into a beautiful residential property upstairs, um, a two-bedroom that will rent out for over $400, uh, probably close to $450 a week, um, and downstairs separately to a commercial tenant. Two, uh, two separate entranceways, so they there was a stairway from the back going upwards. They've turned it around, so it now needs the near the entrance, and it goes up. And you've got the two-bedroom upstairs. Downstairs, you've got the commercial premise with access to the back where it didn't. So um, that is also a really good example of going from commercial to residential. And again, commercial to residential is about making the property beautiful, making it look really nice, access way, but also parking as well. Parking is more important to a residential tenant than it is a commercial tenant. You are also likely to get... Um, approved for a, a residential tenancy conversion if you have more parking commercial you can always say there's they don't need to be there all the time um staff can park in council car parks and car park in um basically they can rent out someone else's car space um they can walk to work bus to work they can park two streets away um they can park you know inside you know the shopping center it doesn't have to be if you have um high street shops that are right in the middle of you know the uh, shopping strip shop you don't have to have a shopping um you don't have to actually have a as such um the parking for each of your customers but not customers your actual staff member so if you have four staff members you don't need four spaces um and of course if you have lots of clients um that's visiting you you don't have to have all of that so you don't have to have 10 car spaces just because you have a shop front uh but whereas if you have residential or two bedroom place you really do need to have at least one car space or be able to give them one car space so um that is something that you, you've got to think Think about uh, the other thing is also when you do it you need to obviously change from a kitchenette to a full kitchen um, you obviously need different compliances in again in the fire compliance side of it so there's more uh, hardwired in um, a fire uh, so basically your fire compliance to make sure there is you've got smoke alarms you've got the right exits you've got all of that um, you've got the right um, basically um, fire check walls all of those things that need to be in there 
to make sure when you do the conversion of course you need also the occupancy certificate you need to get it approved and of course working with the town planner is paramount as well so uh, these are the things when you are changing and the reason you would do that is because not for the rent because you are not going to get the same rent as you would do a resident uh, residential going to a commercial uh, because uh, you are now going from a commercial to a residential where your tenant is not going to pay a whole lot of rent um, but what you are going to get is a rise in value so you're going to get the rise in value where the property is now worth more because it's got the residential and you can obviously strata it and sell off the residential with um and, and with the commercial separately or rent it separately so that gives you an additional uplift and that's why you'll consider it so whether it's commercial or residential whether doing one conversion to another there's a lot of work in the background uh and you really need to have someone who knows exactly what to do who have done it and our team absolutely have and we're coaching our students at the moment on on doing it so if this is a strategy you want, or in fact, you're just looking for a strategy commercial property and you want someone to handhold you through this and work with you to build a portfolio, then reach out to me, helentarrant.com or email me at helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au. Click the link below, book in a strategy call or simply get in contact, join our bootcamp that's upcoming. And I look forward to helping you in your commercial property journey. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.